G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt, the return to Rose Hill and the Golden Rose Group 1 racing back at the second headquarters in Sydney. Before we start, Mark Sheen, Mark Roden and Jack Dickens, is there any reason given as to why we're back at Rose Hill after we weren't there for the last three or four meetings? Um, I think they've gone uh, with strict biosecurity measures to get the meeting there. Um, I think they've probably worn Ramwick into the ground and they've had enough of Kimber, so I think they've probably pulled out all stops to get to Rose Hill. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because given given that um, Tom Sherry was forced to come to work by his boss, and now cop four months for it, that workplace was Rearwick. So you'd assume they need to be really careful, and they've had to juggle a fair bit to keep racing going. And thankfully they have, and the government has let them, so we can keep betting. But um, it's getting it's getting shaky, and you think it's probably going to get shakier everywhere, but particularly Melbourne and particularly Sydney, as they sort of give up on COVID zero. Yeah, well, we're getting a thousand cases a day, so you know it's, it's hard to sort of put yourself in a position where you, you know, even if you go to the shop or go to a supermarket, you, you know, there is a rough chance you might get it. Mm. Um, so you can't just live in a complete bubble all the time. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, given we're back at Rose Hill, Mark Sheen, what are we expecting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a sunny day and. You know, the the chances are when the sun comes out, they get the hoses out as well. So, you know, you just keep your fingers crossed. You would think after eight weeks, and surely you get a fair track, but you, you couldn't put your life on that. Yeah. No, Mark Roden, uh, historically, if you're thinking fine weather, rail true at Rose Hill, but it is a fresh track, obviously. Do you have any... A... Yeah. yeah, I mean, historically, the, the races have been at Rose Hill every second week, so this is a bit of uncharted territory. It's had a good break. <clears throat> Lovely weather. True rail. Surely. Surely. They can't stop it up. Okay. The only thing I will say is, even in the true, um, out of that shoot, you'd rather be uh, on pace than back. And even in general, back and wide's not great. You know, you, it's, it's a pretty spacious track, Rose Hill, but I think there's something about the contour of the home turn that you really don't want to be coming from last and wide. Okay. It's Track, you really have to sort of cut through the inside on the turn. Yeah. You can't get pushed wide like yeah. you can some other places. Yes. You probably get away with it at Randwick and places like Caulfield and that, but yeah. uh, Rose Hill doesn't seem to be that way. Okay, let's get stuck in. Races 5 through 10. We'll start off with race 5, which is the Heritage. Over 1,100 metres. Pillaley's favourite at 290 from Home Affairs at 4. King of Sparta at 7. <coughs> And then you've got sort of stayed at 10 upwards for the rest. Mark Sheen, kick us off. Look, this could be a trap race. These three horses in the market here, Home Affairs, Palili and King of Sparta, are all drawn in very awkward spots. Um, uh, I think the, it'll just depend on what happens with pace inside of them in the first couple of hundred metres finding spots. Uh, he might put the foot down, Nash, on home affairs. Uh, Pulili will have to go back, I think, and King of Sparta will have to go back. So, uh, you know, you could even get a split in this race. So I think just from the, the the map looks a bit ordinary for some of these favourites. Look, I thought a very fine red. I know it was flattered by a wet track the other day down the outside of Kinzo, but has got barrier one here, no weight. My position up on the back of the speed. So I just thought it had some chance, and of the favourites, I thought... Uh, Pallili, I know that Home Affairs did beat him home one day in the Silver Slipper, but Pallili uh, 
uh, paraded very poorly that day. So I'd completely forget that uh, the time they clashed there. I think Pulele didn't have much luck at Kimmel, the way the tempo of that race. So and the Esprit profile would certainly suggest he'd, he'd run well again here. So I'm having a spec on the 11 and of the favourites, just watching Pulele how parades. Not sure what to make at home affairs. Apparently coming off a bit of a setback with the temperature. So uh, I've got a little bit of a question mark on it. Okay. Mark Roden, I'll get your thoughts. And then also, how are you lining up this Kiwi sort of state? Okay, sort of state, I think, is... He was very progressive uh, in New, his runs in New Zealand. His last couple of wins in particular were exceptional. Uh, I just don't know about the setup. Um, he was entered... Wasn't he entered a few weeks ago? He had a setback, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. But... Um, and even his, his last trial was over a month ago. Uh, so I'm not sure everything's gone to plan there. Um, and, this, and just to tie in with the rest of the race, uh, most of his wins have been leading, and I think there's a few who are going to want to go forward here. Um, I think there looks to be good enough speed on paper to suit Paul Hill. Um, I think his Randwick win first up was just about the best three-year-old performance we've seen so far this season. Everything fell into place for him that day, and if, if they go very hard... I mean, I've just said that you don't want to back horses that get back out of the shoot at Rose Hill. But if they go very hard, it could set up quite nicely for him again. That said, he's not missed at 290, I think. Um, King of Sparta's probably in an even worse position than him. He's drawn one outside him and he probably ends up either wider or further back. Um, I think he's very smart too, but he's going to have a hell of a task from where he ends up. Don't know about home affairs. If they press on, I think there's at least two inside him that might keep him out. Um, Nash not sure of go uh, going right on with it, as we know, but that might overcook him as well so I got a bit of a question mark on him and the one Mark mentioned I uh, I half found as well um, very fine red this is a big step oh, up oh Christ this is a very big step up from Kenzo um, where it was put on for it and it was best ground to be honest but um, gee it hit, hit the line well uh, looks progressive to me and drawn for a soft run I've probably probably a, a saver you know a small bet at least at 15 16 dollars Okay. I, I, I've done this race a little bit, and I have found number 11 a very fine red. You wouldn't want to be his apprentice, but I don't mind backing his horses at sort of north of $10. So um, I, I thought, yeah, it's going to get a really soft run. Yeah, we'll probably get dusted by one of the favourites, but there was enough sort of grey on the, the punting form speed map, which is it puts them where they like to settle, like position in run. It looks chaotic. But if we ping, we might get a really soft run here, I thought. So it's a great price. All right. Very good. Uh, race six on the card is a Shannon. Group two over 1,500 metres. Love Tap's favourite at 3.20 from Imaging at $4. Discharge, 9.50. Chat, 10. Best of days, 11. Mark Sheen, early thoughts here in the Shannon. Hey, well, Love Tap's pretty short here. Um, uh, look, he got all favours to win at uh, Kembla with the Blinkers the first time. But he did have Nash on and got a beautiful card into the race. Loses Nash now. And is what was twelve or fourteen dollars at Kimmer is now two to one. So price wise, uh, look, I'd rather be on Imaging. Gets McDonald. He's I think he's only win in Australia had McDonald. He's had three runs at Rose Hill. They've all been good. Um, he's just been in much harder races these last couple of starts. No luck in the wings, and then he got a long way back in a very slowly run race at Flemington behind incentivised. Probably just didn't finish off the last little bit, but I think he's better suited at around 14 to 15. So I think from Barry 1 with McDonald, I'd rather be on him. OK. Mark Roden, any thoughts here? 
I'm leaning the same way. Um, very impressive love tap last start, but um, look, I think one of the things feeding into his price is the six kilo weight drop, and there's a strong one pacer rather than an acceleration horse. I don't know that the weight drop is as big as a plus for him as it is for some other horses. He'll just do what he does. He'll just um, get up on the speed and roll along. Um, the six kilo weight drop, it's not nothing, but it's it's not as significant as it would be for a, uh, a horse with a bit of a turn of foot. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with imaging. Um, I haven't backed it yet. Every time I look at the price, it's shortened another couple of ticks, which isn't great, but um, definitely a class run of the race, drawn for a soft run. Uh, no luck in the wink stakes first up, then unsuited at Flemington. And these are, you know, they're way for age races, group one way for age races. This is a lot easier. Um, I think he's the top pick. I think Love Tap's the second pick, and the rest are in a bunch. If you rip up the, um, like, if you go back through the punting form and dissect the, the Flemington race, it's gone as good or better than Colette. No offence to D Thornton, but Jay McDonald gets on. Mm. It's it's run a bigger figure than it's run in its last four runs last start at Flemington. You guys are ticking every box. This is going to start what south of three dollars. I think I think going to have to bet today. Can't wait anymore. Yeah, I think it's a bet, big bet. All right, twenty five percent at Rose Hill. Lining up first couple of races. This is likable behaviour. Well, what was that? Over 26% after the race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That takes us to the quaddy. Uh, first league is race seven, the Golden Pendant, group two, 1,400 metres. Entrevere is $2.40 from Vangelic at six fifty. dollars at seven, Nimalee at seven fifty. Forbidden Love at nine, Ice Bath at 10. Mark Sheen, favourite. is there, wasn't there? Oh, I think yeah, I went all right. For something to beat this favourite, um, I, don't, I don't know if I, can, if, if I can back anything to beat it, but it was impressive the other day. I know uh, the only thing I've worried about here that most of its runs seem to be off a four to six week spacing, and it backs up here for the first time two weeks. Got into the right spot at Kimber three wide with cover when the fence was off. Now it comes up with barrier number 12. What does McDonald do here? He could even ping and lob outside the lead here. It's got enough speed. It was outside the, the pace that day, ran second of the seeker at, um, at Ramey. Yeah, I think the first hundred's interesting here with Vangelic looking the only leader in the race. And he, he might be forced to just put the foot down and go straight across. Look, I don't think anything in the race that the other day can be. The, the left fielders are Nimalee and Icebath coming out of a different form line. Uh, and Ice Bath is certainly the weight horse of those two, although Nimalee looked like it had a lot more improvement in the yard. Uh, look, the race a bit of a head-scratcher for me. Um, probably wins on for Burr, but I, I'm not sure I could cover it around 2.30. Um, Ice Bath's probably worth a speck if you want a bit away from the favourite. OK, Mark Roden, what are you doing with the fave? Yeah, I, it's going to be a very different setup from the other day, but... Good speed. Um, she was in a lovely position with nothing around her. She had space in front and behind her, so he could just go exactly when he wanted to. He's going to have to uh, do it himself here. Either push on to outside lead. If, he, if they don't push on, um, he could be three wide on the limb. Uh, so that's enough to really stop me wanting to take a short price about her. Um, I'll be looking for a change of tactics on Nimalee because it has raced forward before, and just with so little on paper, this would be a great opportunity to go and sit second or third, um, drawn one inside on Trivia as well. Um, so I could not only put it, uh, 
Rachel Kink would not only put herself in the race, but make life difficult for Donald mm -hmm. as well. I think that would be uh, good tactics, but um, who knows? Uh, we'll have to wait and see there. I agree. I thought Ice Bath was uh, third up, is ready to go. Look, we probably prefer her at her absolute top on a wet track, but uh, I think she's going well enough. Rob Scurry will find her, no doubt. He loves her. But um, I thought at the odds, Nimoy and Ice Bath were probably worth backing here. Why is Mark Busher up to 1,400, boys? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, it's a question mark, isn't it? There's a question mark over a few of these at 1,400. For twos, is another one who I think will probably struggle at the trip. So, yeah, I thought she might stay at 12, Marbusha, but uh, they're pressing on. Maybe she just lacked the dash there the other day, but she was coming again on the line, mm. and she was first up. But, yeah, you'd have to say it was a bit of a query. Isn't she a straight horse? Isn't that her go? Well, she, she had those two nice trials. I reckon we did a show, or I rang Mark personally about the trials, and she went to Flemington and pissed in for us down mm. the straight first up. Then I think she came back to Sydney and was a bit so-so. Um, yeah, she came back to Rose Hill. She went 1,100 to 1,200, and then had another two runs at 1,200. She's there thereabouts in all of them, winning the last one at 1,200 on the Gold Coast. So... She's a group horse over 1,200. It just seems odd. I wasn't sure what was going on. Maybe they're all trying to press for that race, the invitation. They might be trying to, you know, see yeah. and hope for... Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's a... Yeah, it might have changed tactics for a lot of trainers. Yeah, just a, another case of these monster prize money races. Confu sense, confusing the, the traditionalists. Yeah. And confusing well, the traditionalists. Like, what? why would they be doing this? All right, cash. Why does anyone do anything? <laughs> cash. Self-interest governs us all. Indeed it does. Race 8 on the card. Golden Rose, the group 1, 1,400 metres. Animo's favourite at 2. Remark is 8. Artorius is 9. In the Congo is 10. Upwards the rest. Mark Sheen, what price would you want Animo? Well, I, I think about evens is a fair price, to tell you the truth. Um, he, he beat them pretty easily the other day. Um, his best win was at 1,400 metres, and he goes from 12 to 14. Um, uh, supposedly coming off a setback, even though he, he did look pretty athletic to me in the yard the other day, did sweat up a little bit. So uh, I think the only downside would be if he played up in the yard and, and that would be the only thing you'd worry about. So he looks to have them covered to my eye. Um, I think if you're looking for value away from him, I think in the Congo, I know uh, he was soundly beaten by him the other day, but I thought the fence was off by that race and he stayed hard against the rail. He does map to look like he'll get a soft lead or be in front at the very least. So uh, maybe a question mark at 1,400, but I think he'll run it. And uh, as I said, if you're looking for a bit of value away from the favour, I think it is in the Congo. Remark, I think he learned to win the other day, but he went to pieces in the yard um, prior to that race. So maybe you could give him another chance, but I, he's one thing with me. I've had enough of him. So one from five for me. Okay. Mark Roden, do you have any betting play in this race? Uh, it just depends on the price of the favourite, to be honest. Um, what what price can you get him? I'll put him $2. And <laughs> quite frankly, if he improves, if he makes like a, a two-length improvement, which is quite possible off his first up run, it's dead set no betting, I think. Um, they won't beat him if he improves. Look, he only has to maintain the level of uh, performance he's shown thus far in his career to be the one to beat anyway, but if he takes a step forward, it's over. And you're, he's been 
this has been a target race for him, surely, all along. So. Yeah, 100%. I'm just uh, sick. I, I backed him in the Blue Diamond and the, and the bloody prelude. Yeah, right. <laughs> Arturis beat him in the Blue Diamond, but he has big, like, half the SP of Arturis in that race, so... Great run in the Golden Slipper, then Brandon in the size. He's a, he's a top horse, and when set for this, it's, evens isn't really my go, generally, but it, it's getting close. Uh, I wonder if they were either Mark handier. I, I, I don't know. They're, they're sort of running out of options with him. I, Watching the race live last time, he was three wide early um, in the race at Kembla, but he did then just get in and trail Animo and looked like he was going to give him a race, and then his run sort of petered out. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is as good as they thought. Um, in the Congo leads, yeah, I, I thought it might just be a bit sus at the end of 1400 with Animo breathing down its neck in the last 200. Um if the fence is okay, I think I don't think Captivon should be 33s. It's going to be at its work cut out, knocking off Animo, to be honest. But uh, I thought he was really good first up, then in the wrong part of the track last time, and the extra trip is what he wants as well. I thought he could be a place chance at 750 odd the place. I thought, but uh, I, yeah, I, as I say, if Animo takes any improvement from that first up run, they won't be betting him. Be interesting to see how Artorias gets around the Sydney way again because he was totally lost in his trial and in the Golden Slipper. Um, he was just it looked like he'd been on the drink for three days up the straight in the mm. slipper. So I'm wondering if um, that was just greenness in the early part of the two off preparation, whether he, you know, you get on the right leg on uh, on Saturday. But he certainly didn't know what he was doing last time he was here. Because he's going to get to fifteen dollars or something late, and you're going to have to make a decision with a horse yeah. like him. But him and Halal are in the same boat. They're both just drawn atrocious. Really. Wouldn't it be good to get on the drink for three days again? <laughs> two, two and a half years for us down here, Mark. <laughs> Pete's doing it every weekend over there in Perth. He's got the AFL granny this weekend. We won't see him till Tuesday. Might have put three or four years on your life. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The gloaming is race nine. Over 1,800 metres is group three. Head of States, 440. Profundo is $4.80. Arnica's six fifty, And then you've got $7 for Allegron, eight fifty for French Emperor and Benno. Upwards to the rest. Mark Sheen, anything in the gloaming? Oh, this is this is a dead set head scratcher. Oh, honestly, <laughs> you, you should just watch and learn, I think, really. If you're desperate for a bet, uh, look, Head of Stokes probably had the best preparation. He's had the three runs in. He looks like he's going to run the 1800, but I, I've never really had much of an opinion of him, to tell you the truth. Uh, Profondo, his first two trials in my eye were trials of a group horse. Um, he won the other day first up, but it wasn't flash. Um, but maybe they've been cuddling him in those trials on the synthetic and didn't push him out. And he just got a bit lost when he, he hit the front. I think potentially he is easily the best horse in the race, but second up, 1800, 480. Uh, look, it looks a no bet race to me. I'm uh, sorry, I. You could get the pin out here. Honestly, you could. Profondo, I think, will be the best horse. Okay. Mark Roden, do you have any thoughts on the race or, indeed, Profondo? Yeah, I think he might be just better than him. I don't think this is a great race. Um, I take Mark's point about him. He wasn't overly impressive in that debut win at Kenzo, but that was a funny track that day. The leader kept kicking because leaders were suited that day, and he was one of the few to get it done from sort of running line and off the pace a bit. I think he was... Pretty promising, and unlike uh, a few of them here, he's drawn well um, in gate five. Um, <clears throat> I think he should be handy enough. 
um, like other things in the market, like Arna Kerr's drawn 13. It's going to be a hell of a long way back, I think. Um, you know, he's 480, and you say, well, it's a big step up from a Kenzo Maiden to this, but what's third, third, fourth pick's French Emperor who's coming off a win at Goulburn? You know, it's... Yeah, well, Love Tap won it last year and won a class one at Goulburn. So. Goulburn, exactly, yeah. And this Benno's single figures, which has dropped me stuffed, to be honest, but it, it's single figures off a, a, a Nara win. Um, so, I mean... And head of state until last start, you would have said was, you know, just wasn't going on at all. Um, he, he did show something last start. I think he's, he's the, probably the danger to Profondo here, but I think Profondo is really the only horse with pretensions to going on to better races than this. Um, Mark, what do you think of Subterranean? Do you think it'll run the trip? He, look, he had to ease right back the other day from uh, from a wide barrier. He's going to get a beautiful run here, and he's probably the weight horse. But I suppose the question mark lingers whether he'll run the trip. I was worried about that. I was worried about the trip mainly with him. Uh, he, he does map well with Nash on, I must admit. But um, uh, I think he, the market sort of went a bit mad on after he had the unlucky run at Kembla, was it? Behind yeah. <clears throat> Tiger on the way, maybe or something. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I think he might have shot his bolt for the trip, to be honest. But yeah, I think I think Rondo looks a very nice horse in the making. Uh, yeah, I think 480 is okay. I think it's okay. I'll be back in. All right. Dickens, anything for yourself in race nine? No, 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 no. All right. We've got, got good enough push for Profondo, potentially, depending on what the track's doing. Race 10's the last. Benchmark 88, over 1,400. Old mate Ellsberg, $3.60. Kiku, $4. Bullfinch with Glynn on board is 10 And so is All Hallows Eve with Grande Rumor. Grand Rumor? Eleven dollars. We'll go with that. Mark Shane, anything the last? Well, this is uh, a trick race as well. We've got Ellsberg. They've taken all the gear off it, and apparently they're going to ride it back off the speed. Uh, <laughs> Fourteen barrier and Nash on. You would have thought just be yeah. just on and you know flat to the boards. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we'll have to wait and see if that is that that if that occurs. I'll get it out in a minute. Um, Kiku, the other one in the market, um, has a bad habit of missing the start. It's had three trials, missed the start in every trial and missed the start in the last three races, so she might be out the back. Look, I thought uh, Bullfinch did enough first up here. Uh, got a long way back and, uh, you know, pretty quiet ride until the last hundred. Um, Glenn's back. We rode a winner during the week. So Told everyone about it. Maybe... Uh, he'll get back in the winner's stall on a Saturday. So I thought, just at a bit of odds, I thought Bill, a bullfinch was worth a spec. Uh, and I don't know what they're going to do with Ellsberg. That's that's thrown the spanner in the works for me. I thought he'd just be, you know, charging for the lead. So uh, I'm going to have something each way. A big query on uh, Grace and Harmony as well here, number 10, and a couple of quiet trials. All righty. Mark Roden, thoughts here? Well, I'm glad I've um, found out that information that Mark's just shared with us because I was about to just go and shoot my mouth off about what a good thing Ellsberg was. Um, it's taken the wind out of my stars. I'm just going to boycott this race now, I think. Um, yeah, what a great change of tactics. What's behind this? He won by three lengths leading first up last time at 1,400. He didn't lead in the Hawkesbury Guineas and got rolled. Then he led... Uh, he got knocked over by Kerwin's Lane in a monstrously high rating 88. That rose oh. all the way down and ran second to Ed. 
Mark, who, who won the Victorian Derby last year? Uh, who trained the winner? Hagen won the VRC yeah, A football coach, mate. Look. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, last time he was on a racetrack, he was at 1,600 metres. He led and he ran second to Ayrton. So apparently they're bad tactics now. Um, yeah. Well, we'll have to get this officially, but the, apparently he said that in, a, in an interview uh, on... Um, the radio so that they were going to try and try something different with him but we'll just have to wait and see if the change of tactics are given to the stewards that way well i'm not happy about it to be honest um it's i was hearing something recently a trainer had said in the past sometime that when you're talking to the owners if if you lead and run third it's an absolute disaster if you settle last and run third it's you know they're popping champagne you know it's uh it's all just emotion and narrative and self-interest <laughs> governs us all so, anyway, if they're not going to lead it in, I, I don't know. I, th- I think Kiku's uh, probably better on wet as well than, than it, than it was the main danger. Bullfinch, I wouldn't talk anyone about the back in Bullfinch at big odds. Uh, but I thought this was an Ellsberg benefit when I first did it. Now I'm going to leave the show in a bad mood. So this might be a really good time to go for a walk. You probably <laughs> Are you allowed one walk a day there, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Go along the... What is it? Allison, Allison Road? No, that's Randwick. No, you get down the beach, oh, mate. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You've got to be across there at Hooters or something for a function. <laughs> Go and see if it pings a lids and just pound it in run. If Ellsberg yeah. goes forward, get the good odds before I ticket in play. You've got to pay the big tax, but it's still going to be a big bet and good value, isn't it? Well, he's the best horse. If he's if, if he finds the right spot, he, he should eat them. Mm. Look, he's had a couple of trials. They've been so-so, but he has trial without any gear on, and again... He's got no gear. Like, removing the blanket, he jumped out of the ground when they put the blankets on him. It's, uh, Did yeah. you see? After I backed him in the Springs for those stakes, which was a slaughter, and then they you know, <laughs> put the blinkers on him and he jumped out of the ground. So. You see Pistol's little face giggle then when I said hooters and then you said when they had no gear on him? <laughs> You're a child, mate. You are a child. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking on a different plane as per usual. But that brings us to the end. I'll get your best players, whether they be best bets, value bets, or lay bets. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Um, look, I backed Cuban Royale last start, and I'm going to give him another go. I think the track had deteriorated. He got into the worst part of the track, so I'm going to give him... He's down to a midway, um, so race three, number one. I think he's good value, Cuban Royale. Okay, very good. Uh, Mark Roden? Uh, I'm looking at a two-horse play in the same race as... Uh, Mark just mentioned, and I was Cuban Royale as well, and I think Catapult with Nash on, I've, I've, I've tipped him before, and he's been dreadful. He's, a, he's generally a dreadful horse, but this had absolutely no luck whatsoever last start. In Rewilla on, low draw, hopefully just half put him in the race. He's big odds. He can perhaps do something, but I do think Cuban Royale's the one to beat, and my best was going to be Ellsberg, but now we'll make it um, imaging. Very good. Dickens? I think you're going to have a, a imaging animo all up. Take the four dollars now. Imaging would be a lovely play for the day. And just before we go, I've got two questions now. I got abused on, via email, Mark. Can you just confirm? You don't have to wear it, but can you confirm to the viewers that you have got mailbag merch? Because I got an abusive message calling me a tight for not supplying you with merch. Mark has all the merch he wants. Do you not? Yeah, I've got the merch. It's just been 100 degrees up here every day. So <laughs> That's all I wanted to hear, so stop fucking emailing me. I'm not a tight ass. Everyone's got merch. <laughs> the family. And a couple from Twitter. Um, boys, how do we handle the highway races and the, and the midways? Are they useless as form references, or can we get something out of them? 
Uh, I handle the highways very easily. I don't do them. <laughs> yeah, look, they're not uh, they're not my go. Midways have been some rough results, but I'm, I'm I've got a best bet in the midway tomorrow. So you know, <laughs> just have to wait and see if they're any good to you or not. Mm. Just do the form on them and see if you can find one, maybe. The, the midway is basically a Metro Wednesday seventy two. The Wednesday race. Yeah. It's a Wednesday race, exactly. So it, it's not nearly as scary as a highway where they come from all points of the campus. And pistol. Sorry, the highway horses when they first started, they looked like hundred dogs when they arrived at the race. <laughs> but the, the quality, honestly, the quality has improved uh, uh, over time. Look, some people love betting in them. Um, I'm just not into their country form that much, and a lot of people are. So you know, there, there's well, certainly been some. What's in your own wheelhouse, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone. You know, find your own niche. And on that, there's been some super horses come out of highways, like, like It's Me and a couple of others. Oh, I love that horse. That's the one that got knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. It's just got there. Yeah, Yeah, and it's uh, it's had an injury now. He'll probably never that, stone, but... that was part of the infamous fucking Dennis Pagan ran me in the snuff to, to ruin my like, house deposit collect. <laughs> that was part of the bet. It's Me into Young Werther to win the derby. Oh, fuck. Oh, well. Pistol, before we go, one for you. Uh, is the cutaway the best ground at Belmont now for the last weekend of Belmont? Well, we won't have a cutaway on Saturday. We've got rail nine metres, which has not been a rail position in the last two seasons. Funny that Chris Nation has <laughs> left and is now at Newcastle and they've reverted to rail nine metres, which I think the reason they haven't done it is because historically it is mad on pace, leaders, one-way, highway. Full stop. That's always one of the best of all time. Enjoy your week, guys. Head to themailbag.com.au. Get on board. Accountable betting advice delivered to your phone via our app. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the footy. And go see us, Mark. Favourites. Favourites. Be nervous. No fingernails tonight. Bennett <laughs> versus Desi. <laughs> yeah, versus Desi, yeah. Imagine, being, imagine we, should, we should get them on the show. That'd be an entertaining, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I'm on $15 in Melbourne, so I don't know who to barrage for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, good luck, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. See you, boys. Bye for now.